Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I am here with my bunkie, my goddess, Mary Payne Gilbert from Pain in the Pod to recap the second episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Hey Mary Payne. Hello. Hello. We are doing great. We are doing this podcast through our face masks. Uh, We are healthy. My whole family is healthy. I feel like it's a new month. It's a new day. It's March. Everything's going to be great. I feel that way today. I feel great. I really do. I I have not been able to say that for, I'm going to say, you know, 80 days. Like, I've not been able to say... Everything is great in my house. Everyone's well. Um, my dog is not biting me. And like my I, I, everything is just amazing. Now, God knows what will happen between now and Wednesday. But today, people woke up on time, got to school. Nobody was home. Uh, nobody has the coronavirus. My dog just cheated on a little new bully stick, fell right to sleep. Like, everything's great. I know. It's just amazing. We deserve it. Bunkies, you deserve it. I mean, we all deserve a break. I feel like this has been a really difficult 2020, and it continues with the scare of this coronavirus. I mean, we make jokes about everything, including coronavirus over on Hey Bunky, because we have to laugh or we'll start just bawling our heads off and just, I'm just going to put the dirt over me and put myself in my own grave if I take it all too seriously, because the world is so scary right now. And that's things like 90 day actually keep me from going into a full spiral depression. My son, who's 14, asked me if the coronavirus would um, kill a lot of people and that would be okay because the world's overpopulated. I said, where did you hear that horrible thing? (laughs) He's like, that's what one of my friends said. I was like, that's probably what one of your friends, horrible parents said. What the fuck? I was like, that's the worst thing. And he was like, oh, that's bad. I go, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I know. It's like, what do you tell the kids? What do you tell the 14 year olds? Hopefully, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Use the hand sanitizer. I think hand sanitizer is out at most stores. Um, I I said to Mary Payne, I'm going to go to Costco and fist fight some soccer moms for those mini quiches because those are the things that I think will get us through the dark days. You can throw them in the freezer. But everyone's just doing what they can do. We just have to continue living and we have to continue watching our shit shows. You know, that gets me through the dark times. And exactly the return of Darcy this week really shows us that you just can't keep a crazy woman down. You just can't. (laughs) I was thrilled to see her on my screen. I was titillated, yet I was afraid because her and Stace are not looking their best. Okay. You know what, guys? I relate to this, but it it really is like when someone catches you on camera and you way overdid it because maybe you haven't slept in like 48 hours and you're looking real crazy because you've been crying for a long time. That's what they both looked like. It was like uh, it had been a few hard nights and then they were like, we got to film tomorrow. And they quick did some crazy ass makeup. I mean, Stacy has so much contouring on. Somebody tweeted out it looked like she had a mud face mask on the entire segment. I'm like, it does. That's what I said. It looked like she had rolled her face in some dirt. Like yeah. I don't I don't understand. When when she walked out of that room, I was like, wait, wait, what happened? Her head what's on her head? Is it a hat? Like I why is that the look that they chose? An updo side pony with brand new lip injections and these crazy sunglasses. Like I, I we'll get to it, but I, I don't, I was, I was shocked. It, it really, really takes a lot 
I, I think I've seen both of Darcy's nipples, and yet here I was shocked again. I know. I know. The girls were out on display. Okay, we start. This is how we start the episode. Let's just dive into Tom and Darcy, which is really Stacy and Darcy, and then Tom a few times on Skype being like, oh, hey, didn't see you there. Because- when he came on, my daughter goes, you hate him, right? I go, no. And she goes, you love him? I go, I do. She goes, why? I go, just listen to his voice. Oh, God. Mary Payne. I, you know, I can't help it. I can't quit him. I love him. Oh, you have to You have to quit him. You ha- he is hanging out with Jesse Meester, probably giving talks about love to old folks' homes. I mean, this guy is such a tool. Okay, anyway, Darcy <laughs> is so tragic she's so tragic i feel like stacy and darcy are really filming and they're forcing darcy to meet up with tom again and even talk to him because they're getting ready to push their spinoff which will be about them and house of 11 and about two women just being absolute disasters love it yeah so that's what it feels like is happening here we open up with darcy trying on a wedding dress and this voiceover like Oh, yeah, you got to keep your eye on the prize. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I like this lace up here. Her boobs are ready to just, they're screaming to be released from that the mesh. Whole, the whole, whole body is screaming to be released. That, I, I, my, you know, my note, she's trying on a dress that does not fit at all, nor would it fit a toddler. It is, she really, really does have a very nice body. And when she wears like a, you know, like a little crop top and some leggings, you know, and some that we see later like she has a nice body but when she shoves herself into these things that don't fit with her boobs up to her neck like i i it's concerning i'm concerning for her i'm concerned for her internal organs um it's not good it's not good no and then stacy pops out and they both are standing next to each other looking like hot messes talking about we're gonna get into uh wedding apparel for example dresses and for example veils hi glorietta And Mm -hmm. we basically get a little mini commercial for House of Eleven. The clothing, or whatever it's called, the apparel line that they've had forever. Now, sweetly and very sadly, it's named after their deceased brother. And there were Elevens in both. Was it the day he was born? And the day he died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's called that. And now we know they've had this business forever. We know that these two have tried desperately to get into the reality television business forever. This Mm -hmm. is a way for them to do it and to kind of roll it back into, you know, that kind of old show that they had about being twins and having this business together. So that's all fine and good. But they are looking real crazy in these dresses. And these two selling wedding apparel is maybe the most ironic and hilarious (laughs) idea. Well, we get some Jesse flashbacks and we get some Tom flashbacks. Um and she says, you know, unfortunately, I'm only trying on these dresses for business because we're thinking of going into bridal. And that's when Stacy comes out looking like a nut, like a nut. The hair and the spray tan, she looks like she's rubbed dirt on her face and then into her mouth and poked her lips out trying to get it out. Like, I I don't, I think that Stace was trying to have like an all natural look by just being like spray tanned, but like no eyeshadow lipstick. Everything was one color. Right. Everything was one color. Right. Um, It's like when I put on my tinted moisturizer, which is, which I do in the morning, just so I can look at myself in the mirror and nothing else, you know, just paste my, paste it right over my eyelashes, everything. This would be if you put on tinted moisturizer and then mix it with some paste and spackled it on your face. I mean, it is not a light and airy product. This scene though is also inspiration for our ensembles, hair and makeup at our next Bunky meetup. Side high ponytail, crazy ass wedding dress, and uh, 
we, we can decide who, who wants to do their makeup like Stace and who wants to do it like Dars. <laughs> um, I think I'm a better candidate because of my pale complexion. I, I think that I could uh, blend my hair and face color all to be the same. <laughs> um, you would have a harder time. Oh my God, but they go to this cafe and they're in similar outfits or if not exactly the same, they're like slightly different and they walk down the street and you know, the people are just looking at them like, what is happening here? <laughs> they were like, are these like two for one hookers? Like, it's just, I mean, so Stace asked if they're she's daytime streetwalkers. <laughs> so Stace, that's the best kind. Stace asked if she's heard from Tom and she goes, well, you know, it was my birthday, which we would assume it was also Stacey's birthday. And she goes, he didn't call me. He didn't send me a card. Um, it made me feel sad. It made me feel unloved. Um, he sends her a text and says he wants to talk. And she's like, mm, he sent me this text. And so, um, anyway, so we see her in her bathroom, putting on her face and, uh, her lips, like, listen, it is a Lacey from Love After Lockup situation. Like, when they showed those flashbacks of her with Jesse originally, I was like, we thought she looked crazy then. She looked great. <laughs> she looked great. And she, she, great. she is, oh my gosh, you guys, it's so terrible because this is not this is not about looks. This is about doing things that make you look a little bit crazy after a while. I am going to just stand in my truth right now and say, I'm a fan of all these procedures. Like I say, go Same. do it, go Same. get the filler, get the Botox. I'm a fan, but as we all know, things can go wildly wrong. Those of us who have watched Bravo for like 15 years understand this already. And now it is veering over into the TLC world. And even we TV with Lacey and Sean from love after lockup. It's really bad. Here's the question I have, though. When Darcy makes a mistake on her face, does Stacy then have to do it? Or is it Stacy who's making the mistake and then Darcy just has to play catch up? Because whatever mistakes they are making on their faces, they have to then go get the same shit done to match. They go together. They go together. And the nurses stand side by side like a couple's massage and go, one, two, three, <laughs> inject. Somebody needs to pull the plug. I mean, Darcy, you look so great in some scenes. And then this year, it's not starting out well for her or Stacey. But they are going to, I, I swear to God, this spinoff is going to happen. I mean, this is pretty much 99.9% .9 true, right? It's not just Good. a wild rumor. No, and then somebody posted a picture of her, and I think it was on the Pink Shade group, um, of an Instagram post of hers, where her hair is like in a, kind of in a lob, and she's, you know, she always is posing in the street. And she looks amazing. amazing. Like, she looks great. Like, age-appropriate, but yet still sort of a MILF. You know, she looks good. I will tell you that last night my son was coming back and forth through the room uh, making his, you know, uh, comments about the coronavirus, and he... Every so often, I was like, I was watching Love is Blind, and I was watching this, and he comes in, and he'll just make a comment or be like, I, what's happening here? Like, these people, oh, 90 days. He's like, these people only ever talk to each other through text? I'm like, right. He goes, that's different than the show where the people are talking through the wall? I'm like, correct. So he comes through and sees um, Stace on the screen when she was on the phone with Tom, and he goes, well, he goes, Mom, don't ever, ever, ever get lip injections. And I said, I've had lip injections. He goes, well, it doesn't look like that. I go, no, John, it doesn't, because you don't even know I've ever even had them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. Right. So you don't look like, I don't know. It's like those 
those um, wax lips that you get in your Halloween bag. Hello, 1982. That you you know, and you put those wax lips. That's what they look like. That's right. Only current references here. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. The wax yes. lips. Yes. And you bite them and you eat them. And in fact, if you're a child of the 80s, you remember actually just swallowing that shit whole too. Like oh, I remember, I remember literally even eating good. wax. It even take, yeah, it's, it's wax. It doesn't yeah. even taste good. Yeah, I ate lots of wax, lots of lead. I lived in asbestos, you know. I'm still here to tell the tale, apparently. Okay, so I was surprised we actually didn't see that goddamn skeleton key hanging from a necklace. Do you remember when she was like, well, maybe I can just make it into a necklace or something? I mean, yeah, she was going to... I it? think it's got, it's got lost or cleavage and she can't find it. Okay, so um, she's on the phone with Tom. He is looking uh, mean horrible. and mean. Yeah, one yeah. hour. And she mm-hmm. is... Hot. I, she is very much feeling the vibe to me is very much feeling like she was forced to kind of get on the phone with him. Yeah, I mean, she says, you know, as far as we know, we're still a couple, but I mean, we don't communicate much. I was like, then why do you think you're still a couple? And um, right when he answers, she's like, mm-hmm, low t- long time no talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, you know, a, a typical kind of a dig. He goes, oh, I've been crazy busy with work and having fun and enjoying life, and now I'm healthy and fit. I was like, we get it. You lost 30 pounds. So he says he's going to New York, New Jersey, actually, but he gets to talk with a wine distributor, whatever, blah, blah, whatever. Makes no sense because he's supposed to only works for like an athletic company. And he says they could meet face to face and talk about how they feel. And um, she says, you know, it feels a little off. And the last time I went to someone to talk to me in person and get a free trip to New York on TLC's time, they broke up with me in a pedicab. And, um, <laughs> She says, she feels a little off. And if you want to break up with me, you should just go ahead and just do it right now. And he goes, well, I'd really rather just talk to you in person. She's like, fine. TLC will pay for your trip to New York to come down from New Jersey where you're doing your MLM coffee business. Fine. She's like, what are your intentions? What are your intentions? And he's like, well, I just want to, you know, I think we should just face to face. And And she's like, even Darcy, as desperate and as delusional as she is, she has literally been through this before on camera, standing Mm. in that crazy white jacket pulling her thousands of bags on the train and -hmm. putting so much bronzer on and then standing there in that park just to get rejected by the meester you know so (laughs) she she knows how this goes down she knows that tlc will do her dirty in an instant and she has to participate in it if she wants her spinoff so this is her basically (laughs) trying to stand up for herself and then being like okay bye okay bye she says he would like to come and spend time with someone that he once had a romantic notion with and she goes, oh, a romantic notion. Okay, 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 fine. Maybe I'll come to New York. Maybe I want. <laughs> okay. Um, she hangs up in a huff, and then she goes, I mean, fine. I mean, I don't know if I'll go. Maybe I won't. I'm, I just don't want any bad blood. I was like, oh, my God. It's, it was It was, It was. was beautiful. It's it was thrilling. Beautiful. It's thrilling. I know some people cannot stand her, and they're sick of her. I could just watch her on a loop. I could just eat it like ice cream. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm... I'm thrilled to see her crazy back. Her particular brand of crazy is something I could just watch and watch and watch. It's kind of like Angela. Even if if she's doing many wrong things and is insufferable, I'm like, oh, look, look who's on TV. Okay, turn that up. Like, I just want to see more. I know. And I think a lot of people feel that way about the Mama June Honey Boo Boo situation. Now, I've never watched that show in my life ever. But I do know that Mama June went from hot to not and got a complete, like, gastric bypass, like, got to have been a, like, a, you know, half a million dollar makeover on TLC's dime and then became a crackhead and was running from the law and is now missing a tooth. So, and then was at some point married to a pedophile that, like, had a problem with her daughter. And then, but yet they still have her on TV. So, 
I think that that's how people feel about Darcy. They feel like, I don't want to see this hot mess again. And I must think people feel the same way about Mama June. Like, why does she have a TV show? That whole sentence. I mean, that series of Did you get it? Did you get it? But you understood what I meant. She became a crackhead and now she's (laughs) missing a tooth. I'm like, I think you just actually prophesied Darcy's future. No, 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 not Darcy. She has a pool in her backyard. That's true. Did you see it? Hang on. Stupid Chewy, he's barking. Hang on. I don't hear Chewy. You don't? Aw. Choo-choo. He just did a little bark. Maybe it's a UPS guy like four blocks away instead of, you know, one block away. Okay, let's move on to Big Ed and Rosemarie. I love Big Ed. Big Ed has dyed up what he's got. He has dyed it pitch black, even though his beard is completely gray. Somebody said this uh, is the male version of crisis hair, and I kind of agree. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yes. So he goes into work because he's an interior designer. I just, what? What? He's an interior designer and a professional photographer, and his interior design sense for his own home is hanging many nude body parts all over his walls, just sticking them uh, up there with tape. Yeah, I'm like, Big Ed is just a man of many talents. Mm. And so um, he, I mean, he has like a real job. So uh, he goes to talk to his friend and coworker, Kara, who was adorable. And um, he says, yep, he's going to the Philippines to stay with Rose. Um, Rose shares a small house with her sister in the back of a retail store. She has one room and her sister has another. It does not sound like a small house. It sounds like two rooms in the back of a retail store. Um, three hours north of Manila. So Kara tells him that her mom is from the Philippines and he needs to get his shots and there's not likely to be any indoor plumbing. And also there's flying cockroaches. Right. Which in Florida are known as palmetto bugs. And when I lived in, we lived outside of Tampa and Miami when I was little several times and that shit is real. Yeah. They fly right up your skirt. It's disgusting. Um, Also one from Mississippi. I know about a flying cockroach. You're um, you're no stranger to a flying cockroach. Ed though, however... He has never heard of any of this. He has not Googled one nope. thing. She goes, Mm-mm. you know, there's going to be snakes, bugs, poop hole toilets, bucket showers. You're going to be sweating your balls off. You're going to be allergic to everything there. You might get malaria. Are you updated on your happy shots? He is sitting there just staring at her like, huh? Yeah, he's leaving like the next day. She was like, you've got, you know, you could get dengue fever. Like, I mean, you could die. And I hope that you uh, understand about the food there because you're very sensitive to food in addition to, you know, his sheet sensitivity. And he goes like, well, that's why I sent the dad a grill. (laughs) What is that Uh, all about? Did you also send all your um, Omaha steaks with it? Like, what do you think you're going to eat? He's going to do like Larry and he's going to have to eat the pig. But maybe he hasn't grilled. It's going to be full raw cockroaches. So Ed is going to need a personal fan. I think we all know this. He is going to need a personal fan because we've seen previews of him over there and the poor Mm -hmm. man is sweating like us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And she says like the humidity is crazy over there. He's like all this. He's like the full what? Like, so, you know, then he says she has never asked me for a dime. She has never asked me for money. But her sister Maria, by the way, her name is Rosemary and her sister's name is Maria. Like mom ran out of names. Maria did. And they show the text of like, I need this money for the store to stay open or whatever. And Kara says, do not send her money. And he says, you know, my fear is that Rose was involved. And if so, that'll be a sad day for me. And he says, I understand why people are skeptical. And I told her like, we could talk about it when I get there. Meanwhile, did you notice that his drink 
uh, says on it, Crack Shack. I did. Yes. Crack Shack. Okay, check. Mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's the least disturbing thing in this scene. This woman, Kara, is looking at him like she is supposed to be the person who brings up all of this stuff. You know, she's playing her role just fine. Yes. Anyone would. Uh-huh. But when she looks at him and she goes, you've spent $5,000 in three months and her sister's asking you for money and doesn't want you to tell your girlfriend. Does that sound normal to you? <laughs> it's like... That is a clip that we need to like just play on a loop for every single person on this show. Does that sound normal to you? No, it does not. He no. doesn't care, though. He basically is like Caesar with a little more money and a job. Mm, okay. He'll do anything. He will do anything. He is. He's not slow like Caesar. I'm not saying that. But he look at his bag that he was packing. Was that not a Caesar 2.0 bag? Oh, that was Paul and Carini. But he was, of course, packing in his den. Don't forget. So he's getting his stuff ready to pack. Okay. Now, I did a freeze frame on this. And my daughter and I did an inventory because she had come to sit down and was like, what's happening with this guy and his neck? So um, she's getting the stuff ready to pack. And he says, okay, I've got things. I've got um, microwave popcorn. Like, I don't even know if they have a microwave, but also, I, you know, he has condoms and some, some sort of like vaginal um, um, spermicide. And he picks it up and goes, yep, condoms, of course, you know, uh, protection. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Uh, lollipops. Now, this is what we took note of. Lollipops, toothpaste, toothbrush, shampoo, conditioner, a SpongeBob toy, a baseball hat still in the plastic from China, a swell water bottle with his face on it, a hairbrush, packs of coffee, and a loofah. Mm-hmm. It's like so my nine-year-old for- packed, minus the condoms. It's like the he's, craziest shit ever. It's so many different items. And, you know, Anna goes, what's with the off-brand lollipops? I go, those are charms. How dare you? Um, so his adorable, adorable friend Rich comes over. Now, what we've learned from this Everybody around Ed is attractive and normal. I Everyone. Know. I know. He Even doesn't have walls. any crazy. He doesn't have any crazy friends. Are we not going to comment on his walls? Are we going to pretend like this is not happening? The whole scene where Rich is talking, he's just got naked women in back of him or women in okay. various states of undress. I know. I know. Big Ed is a quote photographer, a professional These photographer. Are, this is his work. This Stop. is his work. This is, is crazy. This is crazy. This is serial killer. Big Ed lost me quite a bit this episode so you're oh, still loving him i'm oh, I, I got right in even further i'm making the turn now i okay when we talk about the airport scene where he talks to his daughter i am back in but him saying like don't be a fool wrap your tool and packing all this crazy shit and then just looking at his abode red flags red flags everywhere like all he wants to do is stare at women's bodies and i'm well, like mm. what man doesn't okay i don't know who in their right mind is hanging these pictures up on every surface of their walls, in every room. Okay. They're everywhere. He's, he's Mary a photographer. Jane. He's a photographer. Oh, so I have friends who are <laughs> photographers. They don't have that shit hanging up on their walls. It's crazy. Well, it's not great for the interior design business, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So he shows Rich the Victoria's Secret stuff, you, you know, uh, and he says he's taken some perfume and then he shows them the engagement ring, which is. Uh, gorgeous. And Rich is like, is that real? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rich goes, you know, this is stupid. I mean, full out. This is stupid. He says, in 10 years, you'll be 64 and this kid, Prince, will be 14. And Ed says, you know, I I, I don't want more kids and I want a vasectomy and I've canceled the appointment twice because I haven't told her about the vasectomy, but she does want more kids. So he's just going to go behind her back and get a vasectomy. Yeah, he's going to get a um, secret vasectomy. 
right. And Rich is like, well, you're going to have to tell her like, that's not fair. And, uh, so I don't know. I don't know about all of that. Like, uh, see if she likes you first before you go and like do surgery on exactly. your exactly and like let's take a let's take a look at david and annie remember he already had the vasectomy and he's had to re- talk about reversing it because she wanted children now he's got the tragic hair plugs in on pillow talk i mean good for him but he might want to just pump the brakes until he sees how this is going to work out with his right now if they, yeah, they, if they turn out to be david and annie and they're married and happy then sure so well, uh, the sister and don't you picture the sister and rosemary and the little boy living do you watch better call saul Yes. Okay. So you know the room that Saul Goodman it. lives in, in back of the uh, yeah, before uh-huh. he, yeah, uh-huh. back of the nail salon. That's exactly what I picture. Like they're going to have to like close the door, move the desk, pull down the bed. Like he has no idea what he's getting into, and they, he's oh. yeah. Also, like please, the sister told her him not to tell Rosemary about it. Rosemary put her up to doing that. She typed sure. it herself. Yeah, she typed it herself. Whatever. Okay, so we cut to him getting ready for the airport. He gets an Uber. Mm-hmm. He's already talking it up to the Uber driver. Like, hey, I'm going on a big trip. Yeah, I'm going she's, to the Philippines. She's rolling her eyes like, I do not want to talk to you. He is wearing <laughs> compression socks that go all the way up to his armpits. I think those are what the, the boys wear for basketball. They're like, um, they're like uh, kind of leggings for guys but they're tight nike material and they wear them under their basketball shorts yeah Um, they're like compression so for so you don't get blood clots on the plane well okay that might be what he's wearing them for but you know the kids wear them to be cool it's a little bit of a grunge look so many Um, tweets about this that was like is big head wearing a unitard is he wearing tights (laughs) what's happening he also um well it's just like what a 14 year old boy would wear but he also um when he gets there he's gonna have a rude awakening he's gonna need to take those off it's not gonna not gonna help his sweat situation um so did you want to comment on the big ed stickers all over his luggage uh go ahead i didn't take one picture of that i didn't even look at them Okay, he has big head stickers that are as big as this microphone that I'm talking into on the swell, everywhere, all over his luggage, all over his backpack, just just big head stickers of his face. Of his face? How did I not notice this? I, I don't watched know. this like three times. Did you How see did the, swell, the swell bottle that was in the um, the pile of stuff he was packing? Yeah, There's a big sticker that on that. Face. Okay. That was his face. Okay. Right. And then so when I said to my daughter when we were screenshotting it, I said, hey, do you think that's a sticker of his face? And she goes, no, I think it's just a random sticker that he thinks is funny. Cut to when he gets to the airport. She goes, no, that was his face. Look, it's the same sticker all over his luggage. (laughs) So when his (laughs) luggage comes off, people will just look at his luggage, look at him, look at his luggage, look at him, and they'll be like, that's yours. Yeah, except for the face is uh, a much better depiction than what he what his face looks like well we have a new idea for our luggage anyway so he gets to the airport he checks in he's so happy he's talking to everyone he meets i'm going to the philippines i'm going to meet my soulmate here i go i'm going on a big trip yay so he finally sits down there's a guy at a table about three seats away from him fully just staring at big ed the entire time this scene takes place the well, like, are, the why are they filming this guy? Did yeah. you see this guy? He's full on staring. I'm like, you know what? That guy is my soulmate fist bump to you because I would just be full on staring too. Like I have no shame with that stuff. So he is trying to get a hold of his daughter. We know Tiffany, who is what? Six years older than Rosemary and I, does not want to talk to her dad. And I was like, you know what? I get this. I get this. If I were 29 years old or whatever she is and my dad was out there trying to hump a 23 year old who he met on some app three months ago and he's traveling to the Philippines to do it. And 
he's doing it on TV. I would be like, yeah, uh, we're not going to talk during this time. Please, please provide me with my privacy during this time. I will not be involved in this mess. So I completely understand why she wants no part of this. I can't too. Poor thing. Yeah. So he finally does get. She's a very. Her, she's very one word answer. She's very she's like very. She has no trouble. interest in like this conversation being displayed on the Learning Channel. So Mm-mm. she does call him back after he sends her a sweet video because he says, you know, we always talk to each other before we go on any flights, and I haven't talked to her in so long, and I just want her to know I'm thinking of her. And he sends her a very sweet video, and again, it's like, ah. Oh, it's like the freaking mafia. It's like, just when I think I'm out with Big Ed, he pulls me back in. So I'm back in. I'm crying with Big Ed. And Tiffany does call him back and just very one word answers like, okay, have a good flight. And she does say, I love you at the end. And he is just crying. He's so touched and moved and he'll take it. He'll take any scrap that she gives him because he just wants a relationship with his daughter. This guy at the end of the table is still full on staring at Ed while he bawls. <laughs> That guy is like, when are they going to get done filming so I can get up and go to Sbarro and get a slice of pizza? Like, when are they going to be done filming? (laughs) And why is this guy's sticker on the side of a cup, piece of luggage, everything else? So, I mean, it was very sweet. And I felt like it was an authentic moment. I talked about this to Grant, who Uh, was on this week's podcast with me just doing high-level stuff. And I said, I feel like there's a lot of forced scenes on this show. But this one wasn't. I think the music when we see Big Ed and he gets his little dog and puts it in the backpack with his picture right on the back. It's like, let's go on the moped. I got, sorry, it's a Vespa. I got corrected. Vespa. Clown music. All of that is very real. I think that if we went to San Diego right now and looked for Ed, we would see him on that Vespa with the dog in the backpack and somehow that music would be playing. Oh, my God. Well, I have a friend on Instagram who has been in contact with me on and off through the 90 Day Seasons, and she said she lives on the same street as Big Ed. I said, oh, yes, 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 yes. she said she sees him all the time on that whatever, the Vespa, going up and down all over the place. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm dying. So maybe we'll get some boots on the ground over there we can maybe they can just have a little run in on the sidewalk sometime okay let's move die. on to avery and ash we okay. see a little bit more of ash this week who i think is a full-on tony robbins jr Woo! broke down cult leader in the making what? ridiculous what? human i oh, am what? again i still want to know his real name i want to know what it, the hell is going Ashley. on with this dude God, this guy is such a tool bag. I know you're in love with him, just like you're in love with Tom. Maybe his name is Ashante or like Ashram. (laughs) It probably is Ashram or Ashrash. No, it's not Ashrash. Okay, so Avery, 32, Seattle. Ash, 38, Melbourne, but he's from Mauritius. She's leaving in a few days, so it's time to FaceTime in the park. It's time to FaceTime in the park, people. (laughs) I'm on my way to hot yoga, so let me go and find a park on the way to hot yoga so I can sit here and film for free. Right, on the way into hot yoga in a full face of makeup, which looks gorgeous. She's beautiful. Her makeup is flawless, but I don't know that you do that for hot yoga. You do that for TV, though. She's unbelievably attractive. Every, all her features are perfect. By the way, so is he. I know, I know. I just, I miss Zied. I miss my man. I want to see that man in a big blue sweater, all tight, just hugging it in. Zied, we need to see Zied get to America. We need to get him working on our HVAC here in America. You know, between the ashes of the world and the Zieds, I'm going to go Zied all day, every day. I just am. You're going to go Ash. 
Well, I am at the moment, but we'll see how Ash turns out. Zied, at the beginning, you made fun of his greasy hair, and I, I said did. I was here for it. But you turned your love to Zied because of his personality. You may turn your love to Ash because of his personality. Probably not, but Probably let's not. just see. I don't see. foresee me sitting in the privacy of my home and photoshopping my face onto Rebecca's. Where Zied is telling me, you're so perfect. You're so, so perfect. Which I literally did with pictures of Zied. I know you did. Yeah. And so. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't see me doing that with Ash. Anyway, so she goes to the park to FaceTime. We learn about Ash's 10-year-old son, Taj, who mm-hmm. apparently, if everything goes well, he's just going to go ahead and yank over right to Seattle, and it, his mom is going to be okay with that. <laughs> right. It's, it's pretty close for a plane visit to go and go from Australia to Seattle. So, you know, Avery questions like how you're, how the, she said the ex-wife's name, I didn't catch it, but the, how is the ex-wife going to deal with it? And Avery says, I'd really like to meet her and talk to her. And um, they again, you know, because on camera, they have to say these things. They again discuss how they did break up three times in nine months. And she says the reason was, is because she saw some client was like, commenting on his Instagram or something and saying, I bet you have a beautiful girlfriend. And he never mentioned that. Yes, I do have a beautiful girlfriend. Now in my mind, I'm like, if he, it's like, it's like a therapist, right? You're not supposed to know anything about their personal life. They're only supposed to know about you. So maybe he was just not answering that girl. So she wouldn't think that they had a chance. He's just like, let's keep her professional. Okay. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. I receive it. I receive what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. going to counter with, he is on a reality television show, so he doesn't give not two fucks about people knowing about his personal life. He True. is not saying he has a girlfriend because he doesn't want people to know he has a girlfriend because he really doesn't have a girlfriend. He just has a girl <laughs> he's talking to. Also, uh-huh. when he explains this to her, I was like, are you kidding me? He talks in such a circle and is like, you know, I just didn't want to address it at the time because it wasn't a time or place to address it like that. And we shouldn't address it until the time and place is correct for us to address it. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, uh, uh, like, I can't deal I do, with these dudes. I, I can't do, deal with these dudes. I do like that she is aware that he is a relationship therapist, coach, whatever he is, self-proclaimed cult leader, and that... um he can say all the right things. I do, I, I do. I am glad that she's aware of it. Like she's like, who knows if even what he's saying is genuine, you know? So she says she is putting a lot of money into this trip. It's the longest she's ever been away from her children. So it will be devastating if it doesn't work. I was just glad she mentioned her children. Um, I was too. So they have a family meeting later. We meet dad, mom, and grandma. Grandma is well, the MVP. I love her. I want to take her to tea. I want to have lunch with her and I want to look the up whole family. Naked pictures on Instagram with her because she's very interested in looking at Ash. Of course she is. Grandma sees that picture and is like, well, he I know. is cute. Everyone else is like, oh, this is a bad idea. You're making a terrible mistake. And Grandma's like, he's a nice looking fella. Mm. I'm like. So what, did she, what did she tell her parents? Because she has never told her parents that she's dating somebody, much less planning to go to Australia like the next day and leave their grandchildren for two and a half weeks. So what did she tell them? Hey, I'm coming in with. Uh, a, a microphone boom, two cameramen that are going to sample over your floor in their cargo shorts. Like what, what did she tell them they were filming? 
before they walked in there. I feel like, well, you know how Yolanda told her children she was doing a health and fitness show or a weight loss show? Who knows? Avery's probably like, it's for the cannabis industry, and uh, it's about my salads being infused with a leaf of cannabis. Like, who knows what she told them? It really, truly seemed like, unless her parents are stellar actors, they really had no clue that this was going on. Because they were like, what? I mean, her mom was hilarious. Because she says, we've been dating for this many months. Her mom's like, what do you mean dating? You can't date a screen. You can't date yeah. someone who's a million miles away. This is nuts. Yeah, and the mom's like, I don't like how the kids are doing it these days. <laughs> I know. You can't date a screen, yo. A grandma can date a screen, though. She's like, I don't know. He looks pretty nice to me. Yeah, Dad is confused. Mom is pissed. Grandma is just like happy-go-lucky. Her salad has been infused with cannabis before this scene. <laughs> The dad is like, uh, you don't know this guy. And what if you get there and he's aggressive? Yeah. And Avery's like, well, that's true, you know, because um, they were asking, like, if he's, she's going to stay with him and stuff. And, of course, she's like, hello, have you seen this picture? Yes, I'm staying with him. And Avery says, you know, we've talked about marriage and him coming to the United States. And the mom says, Avery has made a lot of mistakes with men, and she actually just needs to think about her children. Now, as Avery is on the couch talking about how great Ash is, dad looks like, Right after that, he's going to go on a murder spree. You've never seen anybody look more furious than that dad. It's like, what the fuck did you tell me? This camera crew's coming over here to talk about your pot business, and now you're telling me you're going to Australia? <laughs> he looks so mad. Like, as soon as that scene shut down, he was probably like, now listen here. Young lady. Uh, no, I can picture him having a talk with the entire production crew. Like, okay, who's going to be with her? Who's her bodyguard? What's happening here? I'm going to beat you up if anything happens to her. I mean, thank God these people do take crews with them or get a new crew when they get there, which oftentimes happens because at least it's being documented by someone. Who the hell goes and visits a stranger and stays in a house with them? Except you and I, what we did in L.A., you know. (laughs) We didn't know each other. We're like, get an Airbnb? Sure, I'll Venmo you. Sure, you will. I mean, all right. I was like, bye, honey. I hope I don't get murdered. I'm going to see my new friend, Mary Payne, who I never met. She's on the internet. We're in love. He's like, okay, good luck. What kind of name is that? <laughs> like, it's two names, two names in one. All right, so let's move on to Lisa, 52, baby, from baby, York. What? Baby girl Lisa? Baby girl, baby love, baby love, baby love. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, I'm in love with you. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Lisa and Soja Boy, not Soldier Boy, as we find out. She knows the difference. Good. Who, whose name is Usman from Nigeria, 30 years old. Okay, guys, the countdown to raw dog in it is T minus seven days. You've got to stop saying that. That is so disgusting. That is that is the worst term. That is, that is gi- horrible. That is the gift she is giving him. She goes, oh, my God. She actually stop. says, hold on, hold on, hold on. She actually says, what? Oh my God! What? She's gonna... <laughs> Are you okay? No, no, I'm not. She says I'm gonna give it to him raw. When did she say that? Because I have blanked that out. She said it last episode. Am I crazy? I swear she said I'm gonna give it to him raw, like hamburger. If she said that, I don't remember that. She's pretty crass, and it wouldn't surprise. But she said it would be like a virgin. She did say that. Um, oh my god! All right, let's just talk about their their janky FaceTime. <laughs> he is in front of some sort of like green screen, I guess, so he can pretend he's some. I don't know. I, I was like, 
what who painted those walls she puts on her bonnie bell eyeshadow we forgot that white 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 all the way from the lids up to the eyebrows kind of like we all did in middle school we were kids of the 80s we know that you were told that the white makes your eyes look bigger she totally is a kid of the 80s man i related to her whole routine but except i did it when i was you know maybe 12 she was putting the full white eyeshadow up to the eyebrows like we all did and then she was spraying her hair and scrunching it I was yeah. like, I know that move. Yeah. I mean, she's from York, Pennsylvania. It's not that far from where you mm-hmm. were as a child. Um, so the joking is that he says when he sees her, he's going to kiss her, and then he's going to slap her. And he says the kissing is because of the love, and the slapping is for the hard time you give me. <laughs> yeah, just laughing it up. He just can't wait to kiss and slap her and also fuck other women, which he's definitely doing. I, I was like, is the slapping euphemism for, like, I'm going to slap you on the ass when we're doing the raw dog? Or why is he slapping her? <laughs> I love that you're just saying raw dog now. That's <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I don't even mean that. I'm sorry. I apologize if my mother's listening. Um, so she says she has heard a rumor that sometimes there are females in the studio and she wants to get married as soon as possible so everybody knows that she's his woman. And then he tells her, uh, in public, it'll be fine if they hold hands, but not in the family house because it's indecent because he's Muslim. Um, so Usman is Muslim and baby girl Lisa is worried that the mom will not like her. And he says, yep, we're going to have to, like, uh, buy her things and soften her up. Once again, buy her things. And uh, Usman says, look, she's just worried that you're going to take me away to the United States to be your slave. I have only read five lines of what's happened in this scene and so many, so many, so many, so many wrong things. It's so, it's so inappropriate. And guess what, guys? We're here to talk about it. We're all watching the same show here. We're not creating it. We're just talking about it. I'm so, not encouraging him to slap her. No. I'm not encouraging slavery. It is um, fucked up the way these th- these two talk to each other, but they're both kind of fucked up. I mean, he's a weirdo, too. They all are weirdos, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, she says, when she gets there, no, no, n- nobody. It'll be an entourage of one. You oh. must be my side 24-7. All the attention must be on me. And then he says, well, but when you're here, though, you can't be dramatic. You have to be calm and cool. And she goes, then don't act up. I was like, she? Okay. So then she goes to meet the uh, heroes of the entire two-hour show, Rocky and Kathy. I love them. They are amazing. Have you ever seen a bald man mohawk before? No. And I really, really stared at it and studied it. And my daughter was like, that's the most epic hair I've ever seen. How did he do that? I I don't know. It's a tuft up in a whole different way. It's a whole new meaning to tuft up. It's real strange. Like if he's bald, how could he do? I don't know. So he had a tragic underbite. So they laugh at the idea of Soja Boy, Usman, being a celebrity in Nigeria. She's like, he's a celebrity, and he goes by the name of Soja Boy. And they're like, not Soldier Boy? Don't we already have one of those? The three of them laugh, and they sound like Marge Simpson's sisters, because the three of them have gone through at least two packs of menthols before they sat down. I, I got to read you something that Colleen B. posted on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page for our 90-day live thread, which is the funniest goddamn live thread of the week. She wrote, Kathy's haircut calls a manager over every time she goes out to eat. <laughs> I was dying. I, was like, I loved Kathy's eyeglass, shirt, hair combo. 
I loved everything about that she was four times as big as her toughed up husband. <laughs> and she's not a big woman. He's just a tiny person. He's tiny, um, tiny, weedy little pocket person. They're amazing. And basically, this is only one example of two amazing crews that accompany Lisa in her scenes this week. Lisa is bringing the best ancillary characters to the show, period. Yeah. So she's telling them, you know, about about how he's a musician and how he's famous and stuff. And she goes, I mean, did you hear the song? Which is her uh, warrior call. Did you hear the song? And she says, you know, I got really mad because the director put a Nigerian woman in the video posing as me. And I think when he did the video, I should be appearing in shadow in the background like I'm lurking. So he had to go back to the director and cut all the scenes of the other woman. She's just he's just way too laid back with his career. And when I get there, I'm going to have more control over it. She also I mean, says, I will not acknowledge that that song is about me unless you fix it. Somebody on Twitter fixed it and put it her picture laying sideways on the bed with that white eyeshadow, like lurking in the back of all the scenes. It's the I, really, I really need to learn how to do Photoshop. It is the funniest um, shit you've ever seen. It is like her floating head while he's singing. Also, the song is called I Love You, and it was written just for her. The title is literally I, mean, I Love You. I love- I love you, baby girl, Lisa, Mm -hmm. so that he can just drop in. I love you, baby girl, Susan. I love you, baby girl, um, Svetla. I love you, baby, all the countries. Okay. Here's the question I had. Why couldn't they have found a body double in Nigeria? Where was Angela on that day? We know she was over there. She could have easily stepped in and been his love interest in the video. Absolutely. She could have slapped him instead of him slapping her. Um, so Kathy Googles the place where they're going and she's like, you know, this is a very dangerous place. It's like outside of a main city and worried about your safety. And Rocky says, Lisa, you're crazy. And Kathy says, have you ever thought that maybe he's using you? Okay. So that's the end of their scene, but they were amazing. I hope we see him again. If they said no, but also she says to them when they're like, Kaduna, we got to Google that. They're like, there's murders everywhere. And she's like, well, so does York. I was dying. I was like, mm, true that. Okay. So, but then Lisa says to them, so stupid. She's like, well, you know what? If I get attacked or beheaded or stabbed or whatever, at least I'll be with him. At least we'll be together when uh-huh. we die. Uh-huh. We'll uh, he won't be dying, just you. So, also um, wanted, she also wanted to defend his use of Soja Boy, not being Soldier Boy, and how it's very different. It's like calling yourself like Angelina Goli or something. I mean, she <laughs> is standing by his use of basically a well-known name that's already out there. She's an idiot. He's not uh, Jay-Z. He's J-B. Right. So she's packing in her bedroom, which I couldn't believe it. Like, she probably, they came and they're like, well, what we do when 90 Day Fiance is you drag all your luggage and your shit to the den so you can pack on the table. And she was like, fuck you, get out of here. So she was not having it. So she stands her ground and packs in her bedroom like a normal person. So her friend Nikki that we've already seen is a hero and her daughter Liz and the mom Trenda come over. Now, these are quite a trio. Trenda, on first glance, was not what we got. Trinda has been to Africa on a mission and she's a nurse. Yeah. And Trinda actually spit some truth. She says, uh, Lisa has never left the United States. She doesn't know anything about Africa. She doesn't know anything about being around other cultures. And as a nurse and a mother, I worry because she only knows him from the internet. Now, Trinda, on first look, you're like, who knew, who knows what's going to come out of Trinda's mouth. She turns out to be the soothsayer of this whole scene. She absolutely does. And her facial expressions are everything. I screenshotted as many as I could because I wanted to put together like the 32 facial expressions of Trinda equals like all the moods of 90 Day Fiance. Her, 
it was amazing. She was like, mm, 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 mm. she could not stop mean mugging, laughing, just side eyeing. I loved her. Trenda, it seems to me like Trenda is more like Nikki's age. I mean, more like Lisa's age because yes. she's. And so somehow she became friends with Nikki through Trenda, but Trenda's really like her actual friend. So Right, I think so too. And she also gave her condoms. She was like, here, you need these. And, and she's like, I'm about to raw dog it. I don't need any of this. God. She's oh like, God. I, he's been tested for STDs. And she's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And, and she is. So they're in the car on the way to the airport. And um, Lisa is telling them when she gets there, there's going to be a huge video release party there'll be a red carpet there will be photographers i was like uh-huh sure jan so um then we find out usman lives with a bunch of other men with roommates as you do when you're a world famous celebrity you just live in a hovel with a bunch of roommates and uh trenda says he must be a yahoo boy now initially when trenda says that i was thinking maybe she means fuck boy which is a term we use here in the united states of america but no in fact yahoo boy is a thing the Yahoo boys are scammers that live together. And since he does live with a bunch of guys, perhaps they're all Yahoo boys. Right. It comes now, from you... the early days of Yahoo, like how people would reach out, you know, the otherwise known as the internet. For those of uh-huh. us who were here for the birth of the internet, we saw the different iterations. Yahoo was the biggest thing going for a while. So it comes from that. It's like, basically, it's like calling them AOL boys or something. Yeah, you I was going to say, is it like Netscape boys? Like, yes. I like... Does Yahoo boys mean? So we find out. Yeah. And um, he's living over this, there with his roommates. Uh, yeah. JB. And they all have just like little bit offshoot names from, <laughs> from our, our, our artists. Oh, my God. So they get over there and um, they get to the airport. And this was like really touching. Nikki, the friend, looks at the camera and was like, yeah, I don't know. She's crazy to go over and everything. And then she says, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit worried about her and cries a little bit. I know. She's got some good friends, man. Those friends are ride or die. Those friends from York, those bitches are not joking around. They will stick with you. I mean, they are going to be flying over there if she's in trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Trinda, as we know, was over there like in a mission. I was like, did you see Aaron's mom when you were over there on your mission? What kind of a mission was it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm still trying to get my mom to lay hands on me to make sure I'm completely healed this week. <laughs> Good. Well, maybe she did. You didn't know it. And that's why you got healed up. That's true. That's true. That is true. Okay. So we uh, then see previews of her next week landing and Usman's friend saying, oh, are you happy? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. He looks completely shell shocked after he picks her up. So we're going to be oh. treated to their union next week. Okay, don't forget, we have to talk about Yolanda and Williams. I have her last. Yolanda, 51 Vegas, Williams, 40 England, LOL. Everything everything you did, air quotes, around Williams, 40 Manchester, England, end quote. Mm -hmm. Everything is air quotes. Everything. Because none of that's true. Uh, So he said he couldn't, you know, she's explaining how he couldn't come there to Vegas um, because he was short a couple of hundred dollars for the flight from um, Manchester to Vegas. So he wanted just the money, you know, to help pay for his flight. But she said, you know, I think instead of that, I'll just come there because, you know, she didn't want to just give him the money for the flight. She'd rather just, you know, I was like, okay, that's the only smart thing you've ever said. Exactly. And this is why she's never going to meet him. First of all, he's not in England, but he doesn't want her to visit him. Obviously he just wants the money. So I feel like she's never even going to get on a plane. 
Well, Kara is going to go with her, so she's trying to book a ticket. And I mean, in my mind, you know, and I'm just this way. Like before, I'm going on a trip. I need to know what airport I'm flying in or what hotel I'm staying at. So she calls him just to like confirm where she's flying into. I was like, "Have you set a date? Like, are you going tomorrow? Like, it's a little setup." And Kara comes and sits down and goes, we should call him. So he goes, oh, hello. Uh, yes, um, non-British accent. You should fly into London. She's like, okay. And he goes, got to call you back. Got to go. And Kara goes, is that how your conversations always go? Like super short like that? And she's just looking at her like, hmm, maybe you're right. Like a tiny, tiny, tiny light bulb, like a night light bulb a size goes off. One, like a firefly, like blink, and then it goes right back off. Mm-mm. And she says he's going to text her um, with the name of the airport. So then he says, um, go ahead and fly into Manchester. And then she was like, wait, what? And he goes, no, I mean, you're right. Go into fly into ASP London. So a- she goes. ASP Manchester Limited, oh. LTD. Like he, uh, oh. like Grant Rutter pointed out to me this week. He said it looks like he Googled something and then copied it and just pasted it into the text. Mm. And I'm like, Exactly. So either way, she was like, but I'm just looking at all the airports in Manchester. And I was like, okay, listen, lady, you're coming in on an international flight. You're either going into Heathrow or you from Heathrow are going to Manchester. Like, this is not hard. But of course, in my mind, I'm like, does she even have a passport? Because, you know, it seems like she's making plans, but really hadn't thought it through. So he won't talk. He says sometimes he doesn't talk on the phone a lot, but they text all the time. And, you know, when he puts that rose right by my name. I know he does. And how could you not love a man like that? Daughter Kara is like sinking into the carpet with shame. I mean, I'm feeling really bad for her. She is trying to be supportive and trying to like at least do these scenes with her mom. And that poor thing looks like she just wants a hole to open up and swallow her. Let's also say that on the Hey Bunky site this week, one of our bunkies wrote that they had a a family member who had also been scammed by a Nigerian named Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. In addition to many other scams that would like the story goes on and on, but I was like, Oh my God, it was super sad. I know. Thanks to the bunkie who shared that. If you guys want to join the Hey Bunky Facebook group, um, you just join Hey Bunky on the Patreon. We're doing bonus recaps over there every week. Links are in the show notes, but yeah, she posted that. It's super sad, but it's the same name, Williams. I'm like, what's yeah. up with that? It's kind of like, maybe it's that call center thing. Remember how Sumit just sat down and then he, he took on the name of the guy who was there before him. Yeah. His name was like you know, Robert Smith or something, just something basic. And he goes, well, he was Robert Smith. I'll be Robert Smith too. And then I'll just reach out to, it's so interesting that all these people have the same thing. Like I was just on Instagram and say, said hello. So I said, hello back. I was like, that, listen, I am a woman of a certain age that from all accounts and purposes, you can see on my social media and married with teenagers. And I get these people reaching out to me all the time. I did. So I'm like, you know, like, hello, don't you look pretty today? I'm like, delete I just, it just shocks me that somebody would be like, oh, he found me specifically somehow on the World Wide Web and decided to say hello to me. Like, wow, what? Oh, it's really sad. I mean, this is how they're found. You, We all know Yolanda is getting full on catfish. Now, what I wonder is if her story is just going to sort of play out over just a few episodes. She's going to realize it or her kids are just going to shake her and be like, do not film any more of these scenes. This is too embarrassing. You have to stop. And she's not going to go. And then it'll fill in with new couples because we do have some more couples. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's going to be the issue because I can't see them actually like 
taking them out, following them to London. It's like, what are they going to do? It's going to be a Caesar moment where he's just, you know, sitting around eating by himself at a resort while the camera crew are his best friends. That'll be Yolanda and her daughter touring Mm -hmm. Manchester. Slash Liverpool. They're like, is this the John Lennon airport? I was like, no. Um, Okay. So um, we see next time on Before the 90 Days, we see Avery very excited in the airport. Now, Here's a problem, although I, I love the Australian accent, and I really don't care what anybody says as long as they say the Australian accent. But Ash goes to buy flowers, and he says, oh, I hope my girl likes them. And the florist says, and they ask the florist, is he in here a lot? And he goes, yeah, he has girls. And they're like, well, what do you think? How many girlfriends? He goes, I don't know. He has a lot of girls. Yeah, he does marry Payne because he is not a good dude. He's buying them for his clients to be nice. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. So Lisa is in Nigeria, and the friends are literally laughing. When they see her. I know. Laughing. Awful. No, it's like Goofballs 2.0, basically. And I don't say that because it's the same play. It's the same actions. You know, it's he's going to have the friends. friends. Yes. Yeah, he's going to have the friends who are all just, like, making fun of her behind her back for good reason. We all understand this is just a giant scam. We see the cute girl uh, talking about flying to meet her lesbian girlfriend in Australia. They're very cute, and I can't wait to see them, even though I don't enjoy that two-tone hair. Stephanie and Erica, don't you find it's very strange that they're going to make Stephanie, or Stephanie's going to, like, actually come out to her parents as part of this journey on camera? I'm like, that is deep. That's a lot. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, lot. And and once again, what is she telling them that she's filming? Um, So Yolanda is worried that Williams has gotten cold feet. And uh, yeah, Yolanda. And then we see um, Darcy running on the treadmill, 100% about to be knocked out by her own body parts. Darcy running on the treadmill. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Stacy oh. has seen some photos of Tom with another woman. I was like, yes, yeah, Stacy, we all saw those pictures. Yeah. We all saw him, Stacey. We also all saw that Florian and Stacy broke up. So is that going to be happening during the filming of this? I wonder. Remember uh, when all that happened? No. Yeah. Tom, remind me. Okay, maybe they got back together, but there was like a big, like, breakup Instagram. You know how the kids are all doing it. Or in their case, 45-year-olds are doing it. You know how the kids do it. Yeah. And they, it was just all over the place. And like he was with another woman and Stacy was like, I will find love again. My heart is open. You know, doing the full Darcy Instagram posts. And then I don't know what happened after that. Somebody update us. But I feel like that might play out on this season. And Darcy would be very, you know, very happy to see Stacy's love life fall apart because then they could be you- back in this together. And that's probably why they're getting a spinoff so that they can go chase men together. Do you think that Stacy's look is uh, directly correlated with her breakup? I think something might be askew because of that. Speaking and it's not askew, just her hair. <laughs> speaking of askew, David is still on the way. 60 from Las Vegas, the guy who says, mmm. He's also getting catfish. So do we think they're going to do back-to-back catfish stories? And the other stories are more, these people are actually going to meet. But Yolanda's never going to meet Williams, and David is never going to meet his Ukrainian robot. I want him to still go to Ukraine. I want them to film him walking the streets of anywhere. Also, isn't this like the third time he's willingly gotten catfished? I think no, he's third time he's gone to like see her and she oh, hasn't shown that's up. That's right. That's right. She was, she was busy. <laughs> so I just flew back home from the Ukraine because it's really close. Bye. She, he's pulling a full on Nicole. Me and May flew over there, but then Azen couldn't get into the airplane. I don't know. Me and May are going to fly home now. Uh. 
That's mm. him, but he's alone. Oh my god, him and his wig. I live for it. I need him to start being on the screen. I need them to also stop filming He Who Will Not Be Named and Varya in Russia because it's disgusting how much this time they spent on that storyline this week. I'm like, you need to limit this. You need to listen to the outrage everywhere and limit this guy's scenes. I am interested in her, though. She seems like an interesting person. Yeah, but, you know, sadly. Too bad. She's connected to him. Bye-bye. Okay, you guys, join the Patreon if you want bonus recaps. That's where Mary Payne and I are braiding up what we got every single week, curling up what we got, and talking about a million different shows. Right now we're focusing on Life After Lockup and Vanderpump Rules. Um, I feel like something else will be coming down the pike soon, though, because Life After Lockup is probably going to end at some point pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I asked him, because they never tell us. Yeah, so we'll think about what's coming up next. And then if you join at the highest tier, we will recap anything you want. We will recap uh, a short of porn, like we will not watch Lacey and Shazane doing their, you know, fans-only videos, but we will pretty much recap anything you want us to as a special request. So the link is below in the show notes, and you can join my Patreon, Pink Shade Patreon, if you want bonus episodes, recaps, listener stories, beauty tip. I mean, I just do all kinds of random stuff over there, but it's really fun. And it also has a private Facebook group, which is really great. And we give each other all kinds of advice on life. Uh, Mary Payne has a Patreon for Payne in the Pod, and she has a tons of bonus material over there that she puts on of people she's interviewing, outtakes, um, interviews that don't even make it to the regular podcast. And Payne in the Pod, if you're not subscribed to that, go over and subscribe because the guests you are having... You have always had great guests, but you are just getting some top-tier podcasters. Lately. I am. And it's just I am. awesome. It's awesome, as you should. So tell people what's coming up on Pain in the Pod. Um, okay, this week, which is Wednesday, I have the interview I did with the guy who did The Officer's Wife. Mm. That was a great podcast about the girl that was um, found. She was you know, shot in the closet, and it was said suicide. But, you know, in fact, there's no way she could have locked herself. And by the way, why was the, Why do you have a lock on the inside of your closet? Anyway, a lot of questions. And that's a really kind of an ongoing story, and no one's ever been charged with her attempted murder. Um, so that's the officer's wife. It's and then the podcast, week- you guys. You should mm-hmm. download that. Really, really a great very well done mm-hmm. and a lot of like at the end you're like oh what and then um which i enjoy and then the next week i have a release with um lindsey graham not the senator um who is a very very well-known podcaster he did the uh a lot of the voice work for like dirty john and dr death and also for uh the mysterious mr epstein which is what i initially reached out to him for and he was like I only was the host of that and read for it. I don't know anything about Jeffrey Epstein, nor do I want to know. I was like, okay, I like this guy. So I ended up talking to him about his main podcast, which has been number one on the iTunes charts called uh, American History Tellers. Now, I am not a big history buff, uh, but I knew about this podcast because, like I said, it's always hovers in like the top 10. So I ended up talking to him for forever. He was so nice and so interesting because eight hours a day, seven days a week all he does is like voice work for podcasts in addition to like american history tellers where that's his podcast that he does with wondery it's like scripted it's it's about it it's about a, wow. uh, a american history moment but they also do like a lot of scripts and it's really 
it's really cool. So those are the next two I have coming up. And um, I feel like, you know, when I talked to the American history guy, I was like, okay, well, this guy's legit. So maybe I'm legit too. It, it gave me, it gave me quite a boost of my uh, faltering ego. You are, you are <laughs> legit. You are legit. And also you were telling me about a podcast that I wanted to mention to the listeners because we're always here to recommend podcasts, especially on Mary Payne's Pain in the Pod. The Baron of Botox, which I just subscribed so to, and I'm going to start listening to that this week. You were just telling me about that and how you might talk to the host of that about Dr. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. And, so Justine Holtman, yeah. who did Broken Hearts, um, put out this podcast called The Baron of Botox. And it's all about Dr. Um, Brandt, who, uh, Fred Brandt, who everybody knows like Dr. Brandt products, but he was the first person to ever really do Botox off-brand, like not for migraines, and was a complete pioneer in like wrestling and all these things like his company founded, like he was a scientist. Now, it turned out in his later years, he became a little bit of a joke because he did so much work on his face and stuff, but most people in the industry really, really respected him because of his scientific background and what he did for the industry. But what happened was, and a lot of people know this, was that um, Martin Short did a character called Dr. Something on the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And it was a complete parody of Dr. Brandt about this like fancy New York dermatologist who had made their face look insane. It was like, hello, and, like crazy and like singing and does all this crazy, crazy stuff, which is what Dr. Brandt would do to make his uh, patients like comfortable while he was, you know, injecting them and stuff. Um, and it turns out he did, in fact, uh, commit suicide and a lot of people said it was directly because of that. Now, he had suffered with depression and mental illness and in his later years obviously was in a low place because of the way the industry was going um, with all the med spas and things kind of ruining people and not taking it seriously as somebody, you know, like one of Dr. Brandt's, two examples of Dr. Brandt's uh, patients would be Kelly Ripa and Joy Behar. Neither one of them look like crazy face. Right. They totally look like, I mean, Joy Behar is practically 80 and Kelly Ripa is my age in her fifties and neither one of them have ever looked crazy or you've ever said like, Ooh, what did they do to their face? Right. So that's like the power of what Dr. Brandt was doing. He was, he was helping people look younger, but without making them look nuts. Now in the meanwhile, he was trying all the products out on himself and making himself look uh, very pulled and wow. strange. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is called the Baron of the Baron Botox. Of Botox. All right, I'm going to start and, listening this week. And this is a host who you are going to talk to on Pain in the Pod. Yeah, we're um, we're, I think we're setting it. Up. I think we're setting it up for next week. Yeah, fabulous. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to dive into this. There's so many good podcasts out there. You know what? It's hard. I, hard. There's so many good ones. I know we're always like, hey, leave a rating and review, blah blah blah. Thank you to those of you who take the time to do that. I put my money where my mouth is, or just my mouth where my mouth is, um, and. I make an effort to go out and leave ratings and reviews for all the podcasts I listen to. Even if I don't like one episode or whatever, I just am like, you know what? If they're providing me with some entertainment, I don't know. It just feels like it's the least I can do. And I don't say that to guilt anybody into it, but I'm just saying I think it's important for us to do that as podcasters, too, to make sure we're supporting other people because I'm endlessly entertained by the content out there. It's amazing. This whole world. It literally takes nothing just to click the five stars. I mean, to do a review is great too, but that takes a little more effort. The five, just to click, I always do that. Yeah. yeah. Takes, takes no effort. Just click five, click yes. I mean, it's, you know, I know. Yeah. I know. So thank you to those of you who do take the time to do that for us. We really appreciate it. And like we said, this is a, 
crazy. It's a crazy world. I mean, I feel blessed, hashtag blessed, that, for example, I get to talk to you and others about nonsense because it really takes my mind off of the serious shit going on out there in the world. You guys, um, don't forget, you can follow at Pain in the Pod or at Mary Payne 2 on all platforms, and you can follow me at Erin Leah Martin. I'll be on the Jenny McCarthy Show this week. I will be picking up another Married at First Sight recap that has been totally cast to the side during all sicknesses and everything else with Kirsty Moore coming up and um, you can head over to tasteofreality.com and go to the store or find all of my episodes there and my back recaps I did see one more thing that I wanted to mention TLC Go app or the website Mm -hmm. has the new season of 90 Day Fiance What Now and it's the people who basically don't make it on to Happily Ever After Mm -hmm. My boo, Ziet, is back <gasps> on there. He is? <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Oh, but we got we got to go to the like the thing and they got to watch all the commercials and all the care. stuff. To see. I will okay, watch all, right. all the commercials. I want to see my man. He's got a new haircut. He is an HVAC repairman. Like I said, I'm in the process of breaking my furnace right now. <laughs> and When's he coming? When's he coming? When's he coming? When's he coming? Oh, my God. I'm just so happy to see them again. Also, Laura and Aladdin appear to be on there. And Jesse Meester what? has dusted himself off to walk the streets and be filmed for some shit who knows what probably his why new friendship are, at time why are laura and aladdin on there i don't understand to they're show not together their divorce i think it says like divorce proceedings and it shows her crying and him on skype i don't know it's just gonna be nuts but all right i'll watch it I, we gotta watch it maybe that is something that we can recap over on hey bunky you know as life after lockup kind of dwindles away anyway there are there's plenty of content out there, you guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Jenna KS and Courtney Kipp, who have become premium Pink Shade Patreon members this past month. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us everywhere you can. And we will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.